Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 77, and I'm drinking Liqueur Quarenta y Trace, or Liquor 43. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. First off, somehow I totally missed featuring this spirit for episode 43 of the podcast. That honor went to Cajano Royale Macadamia Net Liqueur. But numerology aside, I selected Liqueur 43 or Liqueur Quarenta y Trace for this episode because I've been wanting to try it since I featured Tuwaka way back in episode 9. This spirit is often compared to Tuwaka, so it seems obvious that I should try it. So I grabbed a bottle, rolled up my sleeves, and went to work to uncover the story of Liqueur Quarante y Tres. Oh, and as this is the first episode to feature a Spanish spirit, I'm much more adept at Spanish pronunciation than French or German or even Gaelic that tends to confound me. So I've got a fresh bottle here of Liqueur Quarante y Tres. It is 750 milliliters, 31% alcohol by volume, making it 62 proof and it retails at $26 US, at least for me here in Oregon. The bottle I'm holding for the tasting was redesigned in 2015, and in its current form, it's clear glass showcasing the golden yellow liquid inside. It has a crest or coat of arms molded into the front face of the shoulder, and there's a distinctive swirl motif going around the shoulder of the bottle, wrapping into the front circular label. On the back of the bottle, there's a signature of the brand's founder molded into the glass, along with the year the company was founded. This bottle also has a very long neck, and you'll know I like a long neck on a bottle. It's easy to carry in one hand. In fact, when they were redesigning the bottle, they slimmed the entire thing up, made it a bit taller. This made it easier to handle, and importantly, put the brand logo higher physically on the neck of the bottle and on the front label. The circular front label features Liquor Quarenta y Trace, Liquor 43, with the words in Spanish Quarenta y Trace underneath. This logo is edged in gold. Below is a separate swooped label featuring Original, a secret Spanish family recipe of Mediterranean citrus fruits infused with selected botanicals. Proof information, volume, and Liqueur product of Spain are below. A small, mostly clear back label includes primarily a barcode and government warnings. The neck has a black collar with the logo on a strip below it. The top is a black plastic screw cap, I believe, and there is raised gold colored version of the logo on the top of the cap. The surprise is the base of the bottle. On the bottom, molded into the glass is a very Roman looking detail. It shows a man in a chariot cracking a whip on four horses below arched laurels above the Roman numerals for 43. In Latin, I believe, arched along the bottom is the text Liquor Mirabilis, which translates to marvelous liquid or miracle liquid. More on this in the history, but first, let's drink. Okay, let's open it up. Easy. Yes, indeed, it was a plastic screw top. As with all spirits for liquor and liqueur connoisseur, I'm tasting it neat, which is room temperature right out of the bottle, not diluted, not on ice. 
So I've got a clean Glencairn glass, which is a whiskey nosing glass. It allows you to get a good look at the spirit, nose of the spirit, and importantly, a taste. So let's go for a pour. Side note on the pour, the mouth of the bottle is a plastic insert on top of the glass. And typically I get the nice glass clink of uh, the neck of the bottle, the mouth of the bottle right on the Glencairn. Missed that this time. It's plastic on glass. In the glass, it's a bit thicker looking than other spirits. So that makes me think it's got a little more sugar in it, perhaps. We'll see. It is the beautiful golden yellow color that you see through the bottle. So let's try it on the nose. It's vanilla. Vanilla forward, but there's more. I get a, a fresh mintiness and citrus. Vanilla, citrus, minty. It, it's cooling, I guess. But there is more. Maybe some earthy tones. A little, little woodsiness might be a way to describe it. Yeah, vanilla first and foremost. And now for a taste. Mmm. It's sweet vanilla first. It's also thick in the mouthfeel. It's a little syrupy. It lingers a bit. It definitely coats your mouth. Let's go for another taste. There's definitely some spice elements to it. It's not hot. It's not spicy in that way. And it wouldn't be baking spices. Baking spices denote something different. Although, maybe some nutmeg, perhaps? Maybe that's some of the woodiness I was getting. There is some citrus. It's really well balanced. It's not just pure vanilla. There's some layers to it. I'm going to try it one more time. I will say, I am a fan. <laughs> this is quite good. Yeah, yeah, it's a there's citrusy tea. I just got tea. Just right now, on the palate, exhaling, there's definitely tea. And, spoiler alert, there is tea in this. I know that. So yes, it's almost like a vanilla, citrus, slightly minted tea. That's the funny thing about flavor. It'll just hit you. All of a sudden, boom, there's just the image, and I was just smacked with tea flavor and now i'm really picking that up it was something i was searching for and now yes it's quite nice now on to history liqueur corriente trace is a spanish liqueur that's why i'm pronouncing the name in spanish rather than 43 in english the brand was founded in 1946 in cartagena spain on the southern coast and is thus celebrating its 75th anniversary this year the invention of the liqueur seems to have been a collaborative effort of the Zamora family, led by Diego Zamora, whose signature graces the bottle. Diego partnered up with his brother Angel and sister Josephine, along with Josephine's husband, Emilio Restoy. The company's website says the four partners gathered all they had and with hard work and unlimited enthusiasm started to bottle the liqueur themselves. In my research, I haven't really uncovered what led the Zamoras to get into the spirits business in the first place. 
but they were said to have taken inspiration from a rather ancient local specialty, the liqueur mirabilis, honored on the bottom of the bottle, and were perhaps making a version of it prior to going into commercial production. The story goes that as far back as 2009 BC, when the Romans conquered the area, they discovered the golden local liquor named liqueur mirabilis. The Romans quickly banned the drink to avoid temptation, but this just served to drive production underground, as prohibition rarely works in practice. The U.S. had its great experiment in modern times, and it ended in repeal, though prohibition in the USA did succeed, some would argue, in its temperance goal of killing off old-style taverns. But that's a story for another day. The local liquor that was passed down through the generations and influenced the Zamoras enough for them to credit it in its founding of liqueur quiente y tres. But liqueur mirabilis was probably a mead or similar fermented beverage since most historians agree distillation wasn't invented or used in a practical way until the 13th century. So the locals were likely fermenting a beverage and flavoring it with herbs and spices. Liqueur Quarante Trace pays homage to this with their use of fruits and botanicals. The brand name, Quarante Trace, references the 43 flavoring ingredients, though most are secret. The launch of Liqueur Quarante Trace proved a success, and the Zamora family invested early in advertising. Their Facebook page, which has been active since 2011, includes some vintage print ads dating as far back as the 1950s. Focused just on the domestic Spanish market for the first two decades of the company solidified its place in the Spanish culture. In the 1970s, Liqueur Corrente Trace began being exported to other parts of Europe and the Americas. Advertising was used to sustain and grow the brand. Staying current with the times, the brand even sponsored a sailing ship with a Spanish crew to sail from the Cape of Good Hope to Cape Horn. By the new millennium, Liqueur Quarantary Trace was distributed in over 50 countries, making it at the time the most international Spanish liqueur. But the growth didn't stop there. In 2011, Liqueur Quarantary Trace was recognized as the fastest growing premium liqueur in its category. The brand invested heavily in the first part of the 2010s and upgraded their distillery to double capacity working to go from 600,000 cases a year to 1.3 million. Aligning with a new bottle design in 2015, Le Cor Trace launched a campaign called Pura Passion, or Pure Passion. It honors and highlights the Spanish origins of the spirit. Brand extension came in 2016 with Liqueur Quarante Trace Horchata, a blend of original Liqueur Quarante Trace and other ingredients to be a horchata flavor. Then two years later came Liqueur Corrente Trace Baristo, which is the original spirit blended with coffee from the Spanish Canary Islands. More recently, Liqueur Corrente Trace has moved into ready-to-drink beverages, the most popular of which is the Carrillo, which is Liqueur Corrente Trace and Espresso. It's a cocktail that's super popular in Mexico. The brand is supporting this with the bottled and canned RTD versions. And there's probably more to come. What started as a single product company launched the Zamora Company that now has a stable of nearly two dozen brands sold in more than 80 countries worldwide. Liqueur Quarante Trace is the flagship product and it may be the most successful Spanish liqueur globally. 
Recently, the brand opened what some in the marketing industry would refer to as a brand home. This is Experiencia Quieta y Trace. It's a museum, factory tour, tasting room, gift shop, and more. Two-hour guided tours are available, and this is all in the spirit's hometown in the south of Spain. I'll provide a link to a Spanish-language video on YouTube that highlights the tour. Look for that link in show notes. One thing included on the tour is a display of six different bottle designs that the brand has been packaged in over the years. The basic elements have remained the same, but it's obviously evolved with the times. The tour also discloses five of the 43 ingredients in liqueur Quarante Trace, and these are used to highlight the flavors present in the spirit. So this is a great segue into how it's made. The brand is very protective of their recipe and process. It's a secret family recipe. What good liqueur is not, to be honest? Well, there's several, but it's more common that it is a secret recipe, and it adds to the brand's aura or mystique, if you will. First off, what we know from the label is that certified colors are added. These are FD&C, yellow number 5, and number 6. My hunch, honestly, is that the yellow coloring is added for consistency and efficiency nowadays. I feel like back in 1946, when the liqueur was first introduced, it probably was naturally colored. And furthermore, I'll go out on a limb and hypothesize that the yellow color of the liqueur originally came from the use of saffron in the blend of botanicals. Saffron can be detected on the palate by some reviewers of the liqueur, and it seems a perfectly reasonable ingredient to use, especially for something intended to pay homage to a marvelous liquid. But beyond my color theory, the five ingredients we do know are vanilla, obviously, lemon, orange, coriander, and tea. That's where I got that tea note. These five ingredients, plus some 38 additional ones, are macerated either individually or in batches in a blend of alcohol and water. The macerations are then blended or married together, and it's rested for six to nine months in stainless steel tanks. After this resting period, the liqueur is chill-filtered to minus 5 degrees Celsius for five days. Next, it's filtered through a micro-filter, probably a very small poor micron plate filter or other physical filtering media. It's then bottled at 31% ABV, and I honestly don't know if it's brought to bottling proof with the addition of pure water after having been rested and filtered or not. It could go either way, as at 31% ABV, the spirit shouldn't freeze until about negative 15 degrees Celsius. So it could be rested at bottling proof and still chill filtered without freezing. However, it's probably more likely that in the manufacturing process, it's more efficient to produce the liqueur at a higher proof, then dilute it to bottling proof at time of bottling. This is all just a guess though, because production is a trade secret. So now on to cocktails and consumption. Liqueur Quarante Trace is great served on its own, either neat or on the rocks. Liqueur Quarante Trace is also a good modifier in cocktails. Used in a small portion to create a Liqueur Quarante Trace version of another cocktail. Think margarita or the like. However, the serves that really stand out for Liqueur Quarante Trace are the mini beer and the carillo. First, the mini beer. This cocktail, if you can really call it that, is simply a cream-topped shooter properly served in a miniature Liqueur Quarante Trace branded beer stein. 
You just pour a shot of liqueur going to a trace and top it with cream. The color of the liqueur giving the look of beer and the cream serving as the foam. The brand has heavily promoted this serve in the past. But as I mentioned in the history section, the Carrillo is also very popular, particularly in Mexico. So much so that the brand has created a ready-to-drink version of it. A cocktail that's simple to make, it's one part liqueur corriente trace to one shot of hot espresso. You pour the liqueur into a glass over ice and then top it with the hot espresso. Notable with liqueur corriente trace as well is their original glass. This is a branded and slightly modified version of a Spanish balloon glass used often for gin. It's a balloon shape with a thick, slightly tapered, glass-stemmed foot. It's very goblet-esque in appearance, but predominantly featured in the brand's marketing. In fact, gift pack season is upon us as we're nearing the end of the year at the time of this recording. So I would not be surprised if bottles of liqueur Quarante Trace don't appear with a pair of signature glasses on liquor store shelves near you. So in summary, what do I think of liqueur Quarante Trace? I gotta say, it's got a wonderful flavor. It is a bit syrupy, so if you are going to consume it neat or even on the rocks, be prepared for that. It's probably great mixed. I tend to like my spirits neat, so that's probably how I'll drink it. It's also another good brand success story with a nice little history to it. I like that. I also like that it's Spanish. One, I'm a little more adept with pronunciation of Spanish, which is helpful, but I don't find a lot of Spanish liqueurs or liquors on my store shelves. It also seems the brand has really relied on advertising throughout their existence the last 75 years to really make a market for themselves. As a marketer by trade myself, I really appreciate that. I am curious, I'm going to have to do a side-by-side comparison tasting of Liqueur Quarante Trace with Tuwaka, see how similar they are. My recollection of Tuwaka, it's been a little while since I've had it, is it's not as sweet. It certainly doesn't have the tea undertone and the citrusiness that Liqueur Quarante Trace has, but I definitely can see how a lot of people would use these two spirits interchangeably. That said, I'm an advocate for having more on your bar. So, get a bottle of each, Tuwaka, Episode 9, and Liqueur Quarantine Trace. For some reason, this is not Episode 43. I totally missed it. We're here all the way up at number 77. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Do tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorandthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on your favorite podcast platform. The show is also on social media. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. I love hearing from my listeners. If there's a spirit you'd like me to feature in the future, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>